Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Macro Compass. Investors have been asking themselves, when and if are we going to see a real credit crunch? I think that's the wrong way to phrase the question, because data shows we are already in a credit crunch. The real questions to ask here are how badly and when is it going to affect the economy and markets? So let's try to answer both questions together. Why so much attention on credit creation in the first place? That's because a fiat system with weakening demographics and stagnant productivity can only achieve acceptable growth levels through the use of leverage. And that's done through ample and cheaply available credit to the private sector. When you want to engineer cyclical growth, providing the private sector with cheap credit works like magic. And here is exactly how. Even as wages and earnings are unchanged, through the use of cheap and readily available mortgages, people can bid up the housing market, and through lower borrowing rates, companies can more easily finance their businesses, engage in more sales, and prop up their earnings. With a lag, though, the magic works, because cheap credit drives up economic activity and a virtuous cycle begins. It starts from cheap credit, it moves to strong activity and earnings, markets take it on and become strong, there is more robust hiring trends and higher wages. The opposite happens as well when the flow of credit dries up and lending conditions tighten. And the first chart in the article is a black and white chart because I want to show you the long track record that credit flows have to predict strong or weak economic activity. This black and white chart is from the St. Louis Fed and shows how this has always been the case even 60 years ago. You stop the credit flow and you always get a recession, which are the shaded areas in the chart. And this is why credit data and things like the Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey, the lows, get plenty of attention in the late stages of the macro cycle. Let's have a look at this survey and the credit data, credit data that we're looking at today, but let's clear up some stuff before we dive into the data. The Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey mostly looks at bank lending and the demand for bank loans. And while bank lending is an important driver of credit creation, it's not the only one. In our highly financialized system, credit creation also happens through capital markets, shadow banks, governments, government-sponsored entities, and through more channels. In the US, bank lending accounts for about 40% of total credit creation for the private sector. Have a look at the second chart in the article. If you want to have a more holistic idea about credit flows, you have to look at other indices, at other factors. That's why we developed the Global Credit Impulse Index, something that we will refresh later on in the piece. So you're not looking at the full credit creation picture through the slows. You're looking at roughly 40% of it. The second important thing to clear before we look at the slows, at credit data, and at this credit crunch, is that the slows asks banks and borrowers whether credit conditions and loan demand have changed relative to last quarter. So understanding the methodology is very important. If the net percentage of banks tightening their credit standards moves from 45% to 40%, it 
It doesn't mean that things are getting better. It means that the net 40% of U.S. banks have tightened again credit standards this quarter. Now, with this methodology in mind, with the idea that bank lending accounts for 40% of credit creation, and hence we'll have to look as well into broader dynamics of credit and not only into the slows. And with the idea in mind that understanding where the credit flow is going is paramount important to understand whether, when, and how hard the recession is going to hit, let's have a look together and try to answer the following questions. First of all, what is the starting point? How tight are really credit conditions today? Second, are they likely to get worse? And when will the economy and markets feel the hit? The when is very, very important for asset classes. And also we'll have a look, how do asset classes historically behave in similar conditions today and announce some important changes to our macro ETF portfolio? So let's dig that in. And if you're eager to read and listen to the remaining part of this macro report and get the answer to all these questions, come and join the Macro Compass Premium Platform. You'll get access to the full-length report to all my timely pieces to the actionable investment strategy that includes ETF portfolio, tactical trade ideas. There is much more on the Macro Compass Premium Platform. Check which is the subscription tier that suits you the most using the link at the end of the article. I will talk to you guys again very soon with a macro education piece.